Hey, it's it's marijuana day. What's up? Four twenty blaze it. It is. It is. It is. It is April twentieth. Although actually, you're hearing this on April twenty second, so you're probably going, these guys got the date wrong. But no, we got the date right. Right today. It is. It is Tuesday, uh, April twentieth. <laughs> this is coming to you on the twenty second, obviously, or sometime after. But the restaurant East team is here for cold oatmeal, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And some weed. <laughs> Why are we saying all these things, Carly? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you tell me. Because, of course, we have a very serious reporter with us today, uh, Alethea Kasbin of Gongwer News Service. She is the managing editor. She's also uh, the beat reporter that covers Michigan's marijuana industry. Um, kind of a coincidence that we had her on on this illustrious day. Uh, but we will light it up and talk to Alethea here in one second. Oh Listen my to the cold. Oh my God. What? <laughs> ding. Yeah, ding. that one was accurate. You, you can ding me on that one. <laughs> I don't know. That was funny. Light it up. funnier the room full of non-pot smokers making jokes about <laughs> smoking pot. That's <laughs> the cold oatmeal podcast. Uh, <laughs> Didn't your microphone break when we were? No, I was an idiot. I think I had something <laughs> muted. Wasn't paying attention. You okay? It's my allergies. Literally, I have <laughs> COVID. No, I. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I don't have COVID. You couldn't have, like, edited that better. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really. I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his, it's, on his it's desk. Always right here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the, the ratio of, like, fruit to disgusting is, like, 1 to 10. It's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, There's nothing disgusting. One part what's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it, it looks like cucumber mash and maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... Save it! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome back. This is uh, Matt Rash of the Rest Strategies team, and this is the Cold Oatmeal podcast. We are a public affairs and a public relations firm headquartered in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Um, you can find us at reststrategies.com. We are on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at reststrategies. And of course, all of our podcasts are on our website, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can listen there. You can rate. And let me I'll tell you what. You could you could put some ratings in just on that that intro. I think we could get some five stars. Five stars. So let's go around there. This is, I think, the first time we've had the whole crew back in a while. Not all in one place. We got some people on the screen. So mm-hmm. let's start on the screen. Steph, you're in the upper left hand corner. You can go okay. first. Stephanie Vancouver. Laura. Laura Beal. And Nick DeLu is here. Carly Beal. In the room. Joe Bashi. Nikki O'Mara. Thank you all for joining us. I want to thank, too, uh, before we get started. Oh, I should mention Cold Oatmeal Pod. That's the Twitter feed for this little podcast. Check that place out, too. 
Uh, before we get into our guest, um, Alethea Kasbin uh, from Gong or New Service today, I did want to say a, a, a thanks to uh, Buddy Morehouse for joining us last time. I, I'm trying to think of another episode where I've had people who have never said anything to me about the podcast before say that they got the email or saw the tweet or saw the post and said, I want to listen to that and listen to it and said it was really, really? good. Yeah. He was good. It was really, I mean, that was interesting. That's never been my lane, but I was like excited to sit there and hear him tell his story. So, yeah. so, for, so for people who don't know, Buddy was, uh, wrote a book, uh, Murder of an Elvis Girl Solving the Jenny Maxwell Case. And he came on uh, last week to, to talk with us about that book and the story. Uh, Jenny Maxwell was a distant cousin of his who was a Hollywood movie star in the 50s and 60s who was murdered in the early 80s. And Buddy took his his COVID break to solve the murder mystery. We should have more people on that solve cold cases. We should do that. That's yeah. a great idea for a podcast. <laughs> so if you've solved a cold case, go to at cold oatmeal pod and share your story there and we'll have you on to talk about what you've solved. Anyway, so today we are going to talk to a reporter here of the, the Lansing Capital Press Corps, Alethea Kasbin of Gongwer News Service. Uh, Lethe has been with Gongwer for just about 10 years now, uh, first, first job out of college, um, and has been with Gongwer since then, uh, 10 years now. She covers the Michigan State House of Representatives and, as I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, Michigan's marijuana industry. Uh, don't know Alethea terribly well, so there's a chance to get to know her, learn a little bit about where she comes from, why she got into reporting, and some of the stuff she covers. So, Alethea Kasman. Alethea Kasman, Gongwer News Service. Thank you so much for being with us on the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So this is, um, we were banding about names for people who we could talk to and looking through the Capitol Press Corps and, st and struck us that we, I don't think we, we know you terribly well personally. And so wanted to have a chance to get to know you a little bit. So how did, how did you get into the, what's, how, where does the Aletheia story start as far as how you got to Gong War here in 2021? Well, I started, I actually interned with Gong War in 2011. Um, so I spent a summer, you know, covering the Capitol and really enjoyed it um, for whatever reason. And um, I was actually about to graduate from MSU and I graduated in December and I think it was um, Chris Gouts was leaving. Okay. So they were hiring a house reporter. So I said, I'm going to email John. I don't think I'm terribly qualified uh, because I hadn't even graduated yet. But, but Chris had been doing it. So you thought there's, I, I probably could do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I emailed John and he was like, okay, cool. And I just got super lucky. I think the, they, they ended up interviewing me the Friday before I walked and told me I got the job the Tuesday after I graduated. That's um, great. So a so, job, a job upon graduation. That's, that's a good, a good yes. gig. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. Right, I was, Carly? yeah, I think, I think <laughs> it was, yeah, Carly. I think it was the Tuesday after graduation that you asked me to stay too. So cool. yeah. pretty dreamy. Yeah, so it worked out nicely. Yeah, I mean, in journalism, it's, you know, I was like, oh, well, am I going to go into PR? Am I going to go into journalism? And I didn't have a journalism job. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go into PR. Because uh, you did do some PR, right? I, I saw. Yeah, part. I interned um, at a couple of places doing PR work in my I had a specialization in PR. Okay. With my degree at MSU. Um, but I like how you just kind of waved your hand at the idea of PR. <laughs> oh, I did that specialization too. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Just because oh, I, do, I do like PR. One day, maybe I'll go to the dark side when <laughs> I don't want to deal water's, with this water's anymore. Water's warm. 
we don't have to stay in the we don't have to stay in the house in the house session until yeah three maybe my next 24-hour session i'll that'll be it <laughs> <laughs> the next 2018 lame duck that changed my life forever so did you always want to be a reporter um pretty much i'm kind of a strange person in that i just decide that i'm going to do something and then just never really back off so i think when i was in the 10th grade um i always really liked you know english classes and writing and in the 10th grade i joined the high school newspaper and i was like well this is kind of all of it what am i going to do you know with an english degree um and decided i guess i was just going to go into journalism and just never really looked back there was one my first semester at msu i did horribly in all of my journalism classes and that was probably the only time that i thought this might not happen for me (laughs) how does one do what like I just had one very, very difficult class and a very difficult professor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, maybe this isn't for me. Now you're from Southeast Michigan, right? The Detroit area? Yes, I graduated from high school in Hazel Park. Okay. Um, so that's right outside of Detroit. Okay. Was there any other place besides MSU or are you always a Spartan? Um, I actually went to Central oh. for two years first okay. and then I transferred to MSU. Okay. Do you remember the first story, like first story you remember working on? Either maybe did you work at the state news when you were at MSU or did I did work at the state news? Um, the first story. I remember asking Zach this question and he had some, you know, he, had, he it was some state news story that well, yeah. it, it, it involved crimin, criminal, someone who committed a crime and being in court. But no, I didn't. I don't think I ever did that when I was at the state news. I only worked there for a semester. I'm trying to remember at CM Life the first thing I covered. Um, but I wasn't really a beat reporter at either. I sort of just like bounced around. I remember the first thing I covered when I interned at Gongwer, um, which was a Sue Snyder press conference. And it was oh. like the first one I think she had done. She didn't do many of those. Yeah. So I just, it was my first day and they're like, well, you're going to go. And I didn't know anything about Lansing. <laughs> so I didn't know how to get to like, it was at Ellie's place. Um, oh. So it's like over on Oakland. And I didn't know anything about Oakland, like as soon as Saginaw and Oakland separate like I didn't know anything <laughs> so I got very lost trying to get there and it's not even that's, far got, that's, a, that's a, a very MSU thing it's it, like it's, once I got to this part in, in Lansing I didn't yeah. know there was another part of, of Lansing in that yeah. yeah I still don't know yeah. how far Lansing goes <laughs> that's, that I, yeah you're from here I'm, I'm, amazed I'm from East Lansing <laughs> oh, I'm amazed God. you come to come to work here it's like well, this is about I don't as far very west often. as you travel <laughs> anyway <laughs> Laura were you part of that Sue Sue Snyder press conference I don't think so. I didn't do a lot of stuff for the first lady, but um, I, I she did a lot at Ellie's place and other things like that. So I would have gotten lost too if it is any consolation. <laughs> <laughs> what was um, what does the job of the managing editor do at, at there at Gongwer? Um, you do Zach's job. Yeah, I do a lot of everything. Um, so I send out the assignments every day. Um, I do like the final edit on everything. I put together the report um, and I try to keep track of our inbox as best as possible. And then, you know, at the same time, I'm also still a reporter. So I do all of my normal reporting things too. So is the Can, pre- go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, let me interrupt from the TV screen. Um, has has that job changed much with, with COVID? I imagine that you guys are awfully remote um, as, as much as it can be. And there's a little bit less newsroom, you know, vibe and camaraderie. How, how is it different over the last year? And and I guess a sort of follow up to that because this is what reporters do, right? It was. Let me ask follow up. Um, is um, how do you maintain the um, 
that camaraderie, you know, I, the newsroom's a high, right? Like being in there with, with your peers and being with the people that you work with. And maybe that's sort of taken away a little bit. I, I'm curious from a management standpoint, how, how, you know, how, how intentional do you have to be about finding other opportunities to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty difficult. I mean, we, at the same time though, like we're a pretty small office um, and we, a lot of times aren't all in there together when, you know, we are all here because I'm at the house all day. Our Senate reporters at the Senate all day. Like everyone's bouncing around to things. Um, but, you know, we just try to do what everyone else does. We try to do zoom staff meetings um, you know, during the editing process, uh, we just have like a group text every night instead of like all being in the office. Um, so I think we're trying to you know, manage it the best we can. But in terms of how the job changed, I actually started this job in January 2020. Um, so I did, wasn't doing it for very long before we were all remote. Um, but it's just it's just more. And it's hard to manage people from a distance like if you want to talk about a story or assign someone a longer term story it's just more difficult to do when you can't you know just bounce into their office and you know talk to them face to face so Are that's you living in the zoom world not as much as most people because we're so busy um but we try to do like our staff meetings once every two weeks huh. um so that's we don't do bad. it you know we're not on it for you know like six hours a day yeah that's... like i know some people are mm-hmm. we find that we love zoom staff meetings I don't. Do we? <laughs> Once every two weeks sounds maybe more. That sounds like a better schedule to me. <laughs> I don't love it. It's not. I don't like to look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like try to get the right angle on the computer. Mm-hmm. I, so many elements that go into yeah, it. I'm maybe. like a bum working from home. So I'm like, I don't really know if you guys should see me like this. <laughs> right. Maybe we should look at a different time because if I think about it. First thing Monday morning is a pretty hit or miss time for most people in their life. Yeah, that's terrible. Is that really the time we want to like stake our quality bit performance to? No, probably so. not. That's like peak get social craft done time. Yeah, we'd probably be more chatty. I'd be you, definitely like, more chatty if it was later. Chatty's good. Matt loves chatty. <laughs> Matt loves to not talk about work in yeah. our meeting. <laughs> <laughs> How are all of you? Silence. <laughs> Drag this out. Let's get this over with. <laughs> so, so now that we've asked, Matt might have more management questions. I don't know, but can I ask about the other side of your job? Uh, because I, when when is this going to air, Matt? This is airing when, when people are listening Thursday. to it. Uh, yeah, two days. Right, but okay, but we're recording this on April twentieth, mm-hmm. and we have with us a bona fide marijuana reporter. I'm just curious how you're going to sell it. You stole my. I've got that on my list. <laughs> go ahead. I was on on my list too. Well, interesting. <laughs> I, so, Alethea, how, how are you planning to celebrate? Do you, do you do you have a particularly chill moment that comes to mind from your your time covering the topic? I, I mean, what's it been like? I mean, we're I'm trying. To, I think I've probably blogged about 420, but I can't remember. Um, I'm actually pregnant, so I will not, you know, be celebrating with uh, Gongwer. Um, <laughs> Congra- congratulations! congratulations. Does, Gong, does Gongwer have an official 420 celebration that they are the, you're going to be foregoing? No. Okay. No is the official answer um, <laughs> that would be <laughs> given the day though today that they might want to um but i you know we're kind of just boring we're not like fun fun marijuana <laughs> coverage i know everything like the ins and outs of all the licensing stuff but i don't get to do like any of the fun fun marijuana well, stories can i ask because i wanted to I, I i don't know about nick but i can say that i haven't followed this issue very closely 
since it's, I mean, we don't have a, a client really in this space. And so it's not really anything I, I care about other than I was telling Nikki and before we started here that I, I walk past a lot of cars that are, that <laughs> marijuana smoke is coming out of on, a, on my afternoon walk. And I always wonder, wait, this is legal now. Why are you hiding in the park? Can't you just go do this wherever you want? But I wanted to ask, because what is the current status here of the policy in, in Michigan? What's legal? What isn't? Or, or what stage are we in in the state getting their act together and how this is all going to work? Um, I mean, I think in terms of like possessing and using, it's not really that different, except you can have it. Like I still, I don't really think you're supposed to like smoke in your car because doesn't Michigan define your car as like a public space? Like you can't drink in your car. Like we can't have an open, you know, even if you're not driving, you're not supposed to be drinking in a car. So I could be like calling people in as I walk by. Well, I think it's decriminalized in Lansing, and I think oh. they would laugh at you. Oh. If you that, that probably, probably, they'd probably throw me in the river. <laughs> that, would, that would make you a narc. <laughs> I don't think Lansing police would care very much, um, but you can like have it while you're driving around. Um, you just aren't supposed to use so it. You, so you're supposed to be able. To, you can have it, and basically for home use. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and then you know, I think if you're a renter, um, you might have some issues in with your landlord. Um, but like, if you own your own house, um, do whatever you want. So Carly, yeah. be careful, check your land, check with your landlord. I'll just hop over to Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> but was there a period of time? I know this was the case. It was a, it was a hot mess when the, when the medical stuff was going through because of yeah. all the, the licensing and how that was going to roll out and who was going to get what is that over? I think it has calmed down a little bit. Um, but I, you know, there's still people, that have issues with how it's being done. I think, you know, and, and Detroit is just now getting started. So that's been like a major issue waiting for Detroit um, to kind of get online just because they are the biggest city in the state and had a lot of medical facilities, but they weren't doing, you know, recreational. And I think it's a lot of concern around um, like big companies coming in, getting licenses um, and kind of, you know, blocking out the little guy and with medical there was an issue with that because the state or the legislature set up all the licensing fees mm -hmm. and it, the system had to pay for itself and they were just more expensive but with recreational the way that the law was written um there's a lot more leeway in the agency to sort of set up the fees so they're a little bit cheaper and it's a little bit easier to get into um but until march you had to have a medical license before you could get a recreational license to produce or to to possess. do anything to have a um, grow any type of license. So the growers, the stores, whatever. Okay. Um, you had to have a medical license first, uh, but that changed in March, which is why Detroit was opening up because I think they were waiting. Okay. For that policy change. And, and is it still the case that local communities can kind of dictate what they want inside? Because Lansing has become at least at least outside of Lansing, there have been quite a few pretty big facilities have popped up. Yeah, so communities can opt out of recreational. So they can say, we don't want them here. Um, and then you can't open up in those areas. You can't open, but you can. a person can still have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still possess and, you know, go to the next town over and buy it and bring it in and you're fine. Okay. Nick, do you have any more questions on this topic? No, that's, I think, I think I'm just going to go relax for the rest of the <laughs> What's, do you know what Fowlerville's regulation is? 
based on the, uh, the the evening air in my little community, it's uh, <laughs> the, the official town policy is have fun. <laughs> so you are a, you are um, not only a prolific writer but a prolific tweeter. Uh, like going through your tweet Twitter feed last night, you are how much of how much of your daily job as a reporter has been affected by social media? Like I asked, I like to ask this question of like all the reporters who come in, like how much of it, because you're constantly updating stuff throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I don't even think I tweet that much compared to most of my colleagues. Um, I tried to not, you know, tweet everything. Um, I mean, it's a lot. It's, you know, I get a lot of my news from Twitter. I can see a lot of like stories happening, you know, real time on Twitter that I might be missing. It's, like Twitter is a huge part of of my job, and it's important to sort of, especially for us, since we are more you know subscriber based, and we don't you know put out a report until later. Um, you know, just putting things out there right away is really important, um, especially you know when we were in person and you're on the house floor or something. Like there might be something that I'm not going to write about, but you know people still might find it interesting or funny. So I try to you know put those things up. And you said you have a blog too. The yeah, Gongwar has a blog. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about your personal blog or something. No, I don't think people would find me very interesting. <laughs> Never know. How do you how do you typically figure out how you want to engage people on Twitter? Because you could tweet it out there, and then you're just going to get a bunch of response. How do you how much of your time do you think I'm going to waste on responding to people? Yeah, I I don't respond to people a lot. To be honest, um, I don't really get a lot of responses either. But usually, I try if someone has like. A genuine question I try to answer it um, but if it's just someone trying to troll me or something I or try to put a partisan like spin on something that I wrote I try not to engage too much so how do you how are you do you have any predictions about how this so you were you're mentioning before we got started here that the state house is starting to pass out their first budgets were end of April here how are you you gonna pick a day as to when this whole budget thing is going to be finished this year well, they have to send something to the governor by July 1st. I mean, they don't have to because there's no enforcement, but that is the law. Didn't they not do that last time? Yeah, but they changed the law to not do it. <laughs> they changed the law to require it, and then they didn't do it, and then they changed the law. Yeah, to, well, to I think they, I, I think that they changed the law to say, like, we're delaying this one year. Um, <laughs> COVID. So I think, I mean, I, if I had to guess right now, based on the budgets that have come out now out of the house and based on everything that has happened in the last three months, I think they send a budget to the governor by July one, but it's not a budget she's going to sign. And I think that's when, and that's if everything goes along the path that it's currently on. So I'm very hopeful that things will change and everyone will get along to some extent. Um, but right now I feel like they're going to send her something. She's not going to sign it. And then it's going to be terrible until <laughs> as everyone waits until October cool. to okay. see what's going to happen. I was noticing in your Twitter feed, a lot of the tweets kind of have that same, that same kind of aura. <laughs> it's all just terrible. It's awful. <laughs> Everything is awful. I'm still here. They're never finishing. It's all just terrible. Yeah. I like to complain a lot and Twitter gives me an outlet for that sometimes. <laughs> I, I honestly think that legislative staffers and reporters could have like a legit grievance, like for a work, workplace abuse for all night legislative sessions. It feels like that. It a is, lot of, it is, anytime it goes all night, it feels that way. It's, it's awful. Well, that's dumb. Why can't they just get it like 
you know how much how many hours are in the day do it like during workout it's stupid like it, it, start it earlier I, it, I, it makes yeah. me so because Catherine... I think you could stop at like midnight and come back early the next morning. Like, I just don't think there's any reason to be on the house floor right. from like midnight to 6 a.m. I think they do it because mm-hmm. they think they look like they're cool and they're like working really hard. I think you're right. I think they get people problems. tired. Yeah. And then they get the votes <laughs> they want. Mm. And then that they... too. That too. I mean, I remember back and it wasn't when we were in, when I was in the party in control, but it was that they were it wasn't so much strategic that the time was put off, but they were, they were so disorganized that they couldn't get sessions started by one o'clock. So it was like, they started doing these three o'clock sessions yeah, and then it's exactly. like, you're just bound. Like you started three. Yeah. And they eight. started three a lot. Like today, I mean, they started five minutes ago, but I wasn't concerned about being here during that. Cause they're not going to start until three or four. They're going to be in caucus for at least an hour and a half. Yeah. The house is a mess. So I wanted to ask um, you, and I saw this again, in your Twitter feed. why are you a Liverpool fan? <laughs> um well so my so husband some, is a I, Liverpool let me just, fan. just stop for some for us, Liverpool is a soccer I know team. okay I'm, why'd I, you look at Carly I, I'm just I, well, I, I should oh looked I'm at you. aware okay you're aware yes okay I just wanted to ask Robert enjoys football 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 as they call it okay I only ask because my my family I'm a my kids are both huge Liverpool fans and so I saw the hashtag and I wanted to know why what's your well so I really I've always really liked soccer even before I met my husband um but I wasn't, I didn't understand the premier league until like five years ago. (laughs) It took a very long time for me to understand how that worked. Um, And then once I started understanding it, then I was more into it and he's a Liverpool fan and I really like the players right now. So I Hmm. was happy to, to jump on board. Did you watch Ted Lasso? I did. Did you like it? I did. It was funny. We watched it twice in a row. (laughs) (laughs) It It was really good. Yeah. I mean, it's just light and happy yeah, and yeah. nice so wholesome yeah no, i feel like my family is a liverpool fan or myself is that i'm kind of like a like a, a if i give it like the cubs someone who became a cubs fan in 2015 like the year before they won the world series after not having to <laughs> go through everything else is like that's kind of how we are it's like kind of became owen literally became a liverpool fan because he picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl the year the 49ers were in the Super Bowl and their jerseys were red. And so when he was five and he started watching soccer on TV, their jerseys were red. And so that's why we're... I mean, there's so many choices. He could have been an Arsenal fan or a Man U fan. Um, My husband picked Liverpool because his college roommate was an Arsenal fan and they were big rivals at the time. And so he was like, I needed to to pick... Yeah, he was like, I need to pick, you know, the other team. Um, So they actually had a bet that for the last 10 years that whoever won if one of the teams won the premier league they would they bet a hundred dollars on it so he gave Braden a hundred dollars in quarters um, <laughs> oh. last year when they won the premier league that's funny yeah Owen picked his favorite player was Luis Suarez back in I don't want that oh, was gosh. who is turned out to be a habitual biter <laughs> Like he, how many people like did he three bite? Times. Like three people. He has he has this gigantic mouth in the first place, but he just started biting people. <laughs> but yeah. only in like international yeah. competitions, like World Cup, like very important competitions that only come around like every four years, and you get banned yeah. from it because you're biting people. Yeah. So my seven year old's walking around Christian school with a Luis Suarez shirt. <laughs> <clears throat> now you're gonna say your seven year old was walking around school biting people. That was Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. He didn't need the shirt. It's all clicking. So, anybody else got anything? We good? I don't know. Got anything, anything for us? Anything to add? I oh. should. I could pretend like I'm Tim Scubic and ask. So, are you going to run for governor? Never. 
<laughs> do you have any, I mean, you write about politics, obviously. Do you have any political inst- interest? I mean, what is your, what is kind of your attach, attraction to covering politics? Well, I just think that, you know, state government is very important and is, you know, what affects everyone's lives day to day. And I wish people cared about it more, um, which is why I wanted to write about it. I would never ever run for office. <laughs> I don't know why anyone does it. I just feel like I wouldn't know how to communicate with people in a polite way um, <laughs> when they are harassing me. Um, I just don't really think it would be very fun. Is that an interest you had once you started working at Gone or did you kind of always think that about, about politics? I was into politics in a very like 10,000 foot up kind of way. Um, the, the way I think a lot of like young people who don't know anything are. Um, but then once I kind of went through the internship and realized like this is, there's a lot of ins and outs to this. It's a lot more complicated. State government, you know, actually deals with a lot more things that touch people's everyday lives than, you know, the federal government. Um, that's when I sort of like really turned my sights. Like I would like to, you know, cover that long-term. Do you ever wish you knew less about what was going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, sometimes. I wish I didn't. Yes, especially the last, you know, year and a half. Like I have too much information. I wish I, I wish this wasn't an everyday part of my life sometimes. Yeah, it makes it, you can't really detach yourself from no. the, the, the obnoxiousness of the whole thing. No, and you have to tell everyone about it. People, and I don't like, no one else in my personal life is in the Lansing bubble. So I'm often just talking people's ears off and I can just see their eyes like glazing over <laughs> and they're just humoring me. <laughs> I work at the Capitol. That's it. Right. <laughs> well, Ethia, I appreciate you swinging by on this busy, this busy Tuesday afternoon on uh, marijuana day. This is our, <laughs> 420. <laughs> I wish we, we could have a counter in, on, for the podcast for how many times Nikki rolls her eyes during the course of the episode. It would be just, a lot. I have just a little, a little bell. Just go ding. That would be good because you can't actually see me. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming by. It's good to talk to you. Oh, you too. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Alethea. <laughs> Gaspin was with us. Nikki just rolled her eyes. Ding. Why? <laughs> see, it's the lie. I'm See the idea, the, the one thing about the bell, which I think, as Nick just said, would be as a brilliant idea for a podcast, would be someone who was going to sign up to watch Nikki the entire time. And, yeah, it's, and full-time, ring the bell. it's a full time job, a and full-time I'm busy. Thing. Joe is Joe's <laughs> locked down. I could do it. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks so much, Carly. It also might be super annoying to listen to because wouldn't you just be listening to the podcast and be like, ding, 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 ding? I don't know my eyes that much. Maybe you guys shouldn't be annoying. <laughs> I that's a good idea. It's, a, it's an us. Sounds pro- like a you us problem. problem. It's an us problem. <laughs> so, uh, anybody have a 420 story? I, it was a complete coincidence, and I think Nick, it was a coincidence that you and I both had this. I saw that it was 420, and that Alethea is the the marijuana reporter. Yeah, it was good timing. Yeah, I, I guess I would dispute the characterization that I happened to see that it was 420, but. But yes, it was a coincidence that we both had a question about it, I guess. Do you have any 420 stories? You know I don't. I'm a square. <laughs> it sounds he, like you, you went one. to the Ivy League, kind of. He's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Carly would know. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick is involved in my 420 story. 
what nick actually helped nick actually was kind of the thing that spurred this story to come <clears throat> to actually happen so i think when it was it was just you and me nick when was that like seven eight years ago or so timing's about right okay we got a new car not nick and i but brendan <laughs> and i got a new car <clears throat> and got a new license plate and the license plate arrived in the mail or i, I got it from the thing the, the sos secretary of state and it said dad 420 oh, okay. that's dope <laughs> well said but um ching <laughs> so now i we just said joe's a square see i'm even more of a square because i didn't know 420 was a thing i had never heard that before i never okay. i didn't i didn't know wow. it was a thing but i knew that dad was a word and then Good I, job. And I am Good a job. I, I was a dad and i hate hate vanity license plates more than anything in the world that's so fitting for you i i, <laughs> I, I would have bet a thousand dollars that you hate, I hate the plates i hate the people who have them i i think <laughs> I, I think it's awful i hate them and so i was pissed off because like dad 420 like someone's gonna think that i got a license plate that says dad because i'm a dad and I, I the 420 part didn't even i didn't even <laughs> care about that part because it made no sense so i was just annoyed that it said dad okay mm -hmm. and so i'm like well what do you do they give you the plate you can't say i want another one so i just drove around with it and so we were in the back parking lot behind the old office and Nick, we're, Nick was in and we were going to go someplace and he saw the back of my car and he goes, dad, 420, dude, <laughs> do, you, do you know what your license plate stands for? It's like dad. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm pissed off. It says dad. And he goes, no, the 420 Just part. Chill dad. And, he goes, <laughs> and he's like, it's like dad for pot. And I'm like. What? What are you talking about? I'm like, and I didn't believe him. Like, you're making this up. You're making 420 does not stand for pot. And he's like, dude, look, look it up. Look, so I went, I looked it up, and I'm like, this is. I said, no one is gonna think this. Not, no one is gonna ever say this. And Nick's like, whatever. Someone's gonna say. <laughs> I think like five months passes, and maybe three or four people said something to me. Like I even got like random, a couple of random strangers. This just reminded me of Seinfeld with the ass man play. Yeah. <laughs> So it's dad like, 420 dad 420 I got that and I'm like oh and so I was I was so ticked and I got a, and then I got a couple people saying oh dad that's so sweet I'm like no I so I decided I had to get a new license plate and so I at the time it was, it was either that or become the hookup yeah I either had to change I had to change my profession or had, only two options or I had to get a new license plate so I went I had a friend back in the day when they were they worked in secretary of state's office and I'm like I hate going in there you need to hook me up. How do I get a, a better plate? I need to, I, I don't want to wait in line. I just need to just give me, how do I get a new plate? So how do I get special treatment? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you worked in government. That's what it's all about. So <clears throat> there was a guy and I don't know if he still works there or not. There was a guy and I won't say his name, but he, he was in charge of the branch offices for the secretary of state. And he was the guy that um, if you needed, if you needed hooked up at a secretary of state branch, you would call him up and he would, he would kind of help help you. And he wore a bow tie every single day. He was known for, he's a tall dude and he always wore a bow tie. And so I call up my friend and I'm like, help me get this new plate. And so he brings this guy into his office and says, okay, Matt needs a new plate. What's he need to do? And so he goes, okay, here's what you do. You go into the secretary of state's office in Frandor there in Lansing and go up to the front counter and say to the woman at the front desk bow tie says ask for nancy 
<laughs> and so I'm like, what? And I'm on the phone. I'm like, it's awesome. Like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, he's trust me. He said, I work in all the branches. They all know me as bow tie. I walk in, they call me bow tie. Just go in and say, bow tie says, ask for Nancy. I'm like, well, who's Nancy? He goes, she's Doesn't the, matter. she's the manager. She's the branch manager. She'll have your plate. We'll get you a new plate. She'll have your plate. And just say, bow tie says, ask for Nancy. And, and my buddy, Chris, is like, yeah, do it, do it, dude. He's, he's the guy. They all know. He's like, it's true. Everyone calls him bow tie. That, ding, ding, ding. I just looked at Mickey. I'm <laughs> not rolling my eyes. I'm just waiting. <laughs> so I go into Frandor into the secretary of state's office and I wait and like, there are like six or seven people in front. I get up to the front counter and there's a, a young lady there. And I say to her, Bowtie says, ask for Nancy. And she stared at me like I was a complete <laughs> fool. She was like, like, you can't see the look on my face, but she looked at me like I need, like she needed to call someone. I'm sure they had like a protocol for any like <laughs> crazies that walk in there. Like, okay. And she goes, what? I'm like, no, no. Bowtie says, ask for Nancy. And she goes, I heard you, but what do you mean? I, go, I said, no, no, listen, Bowtie, Bowtie, you know, Bowtie. he says, ask for Nancy. I can't believe you kept doing this. Why don't you just say, is Nancy here? And so she goes, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. And so I finally just like, so I'm not going to, so I finally said, so-and-so said, come here and ask for Nancy. She's the branch, branch manager. And she goes, okay, one second. <laughs> <laughs> you so, yelled at her i didn't yell i just finally said so-and-so said ask for nancy she's the manager i don't know <laughs> why don't so, you understand my deep cold war code so she says <laughs> okay I'll be, secrets. Right, I'll be right back wait wait right here and so she comes back a few minutes later and another she has another woman with her and she says did so-and-so call about you're the person so-and-so called about and i go yes <laughs> and she goes okay come here so i come back to her office and she hands me a new license plate that says Dan nine four seven four. It's awesome. Which is still my license plate to this day. So then, did we, did people ask if your name was Dan? like Hey Dan? <laughs> what up, Danny? It's Car. It's Car Dan. Okay. Well, that was not the four twenty story. I was that was, an, that was a good story, regardless. <laughs> Uh, anyway anybody else got anything how could anyone follow that yeah nothing i would feel comfortable with (laughs) okay well as we bring this 420 episode to a close uh thanks to alethea kasman from gongwer for being with us today uh, this has been Matt Resch, uh, Resch Strategies team, and you've been listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. AKA Dad420. First thing Asher told me this morning, he said, Dad, can I bore, buy more doggy coin? Because today's marijuana day. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't, bud. Sorry. That's awesome. So Carter now runs around the house going, doggy to the moon, diamond hands. Okay, you can't ding on everything. I haven't rolled my eyes once anytime that you've dinged so far. So I'm so vetoing you, this entire so thing. you definitely can't be you the holder cannot of be the, the bell. Because you don't know what an eye roll is versus no, I, just a I look. Think it, I think it's better just to like imagine when we think someone says something, Nikki's going to roll her eyes. <laughs> 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 that would be better.
Oh, the other but, option would be, would be to set Carly up on the other side of the table and have her stand the whole time, hovering over the bell. Just watching. <laughs> like, do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, the anticipation would be there at every moment. Like, is she gonna do it? That would be fun. For everybody but me. <laughs> Probably get tired. <laughs> it's a long time I'll just wear sunglasses and you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs>